0: Morning. Morning. It was my first day in my dorm room at the University of Texas at Austin, my first day of college. Me and my moms had put together my room, made my bed, and had everything organized and ready for a successful semester. Then they left to return back to San Antonio. It felt jarring and real like my life had officially turned upside down i then sat on the bed in my dorm room and thought what now i'm officially in college but what now i imagine this is how the disciples felt after jesus's death they seemed to be struggling to believe that jesus had been resurrected and the disciples were scared of the repercussions Would people think that they were betraying the Jewish leaders? Would people think that they had stolen Jesus' body? Were they going to be killed next? They seemed momentarily paralyzed with the same question I found myself asking in my dorm room. What the heck do we do now? Then Jesus meets them in the midst of this, and they are all so excited to see him again. The what now is replaced with great surprise and joy as Jesus gives them a benediction-like command to go out into the world in peace an answer to this question of what now? But Thomas missed it. He missed the celebration, he missed the excitement, he missed the closure of Jesus' return. I imagine the scene as the disciples are running toward him, being overjoyed to tell him that they didn't have to hide anymore, that he had risen, and finally that they had a renewed sense of mission and purpose. The disciples are overjoyed, but Thomas is skeptical. He was not there to see for reasons we're not quite sure of. Thomas often gets a bad reputation in the Christian community where he's called Doubting Thomas. But honestly, I understand where Thomas was coming from. He and the disciples had been known by Jesus and had been vulnerable with Jesus. Over several years, they had witnessed miracles whereby their own faith had been questioned and tested, years in which their own insecurities, hopes, and fears were exposed in following Jesus and his ministry. Jesus was a source of security and safety from them who had been suddenly ripped from their midst to suffer a gruesome, violent, and dehumanizing death. Thomas seems to still be reeling from this shocking lack of closure with his safe person. And then he gets another thing thrown at him. Jesus was here. Not only was Jesus here, but he had missed it. This is when Jesus makes his second appearance in the scripture, reminding the disciples again of his command to go out into the world, that their question of what now had an answer, assuring them that even though they were still hiding, they did not have to hide anymore. He came back not only to remind the disciples of this, but he came back as an act of divine empathy for Thomas. A few weeks ago, Aaron preached about Jesus becoming incarnate as an act of divine empathy, which um, which further led me to research it. And in my research, um, I found that Edward Fairley, a former professor at Vanderbilt Divinity School, states in his book on this subject that divine empathy is a paradigm, or a model of God's activity in the world and his relationship with it. Divine empathy is the way in which Jesus interacted with the world, moving with constant, radical love and care for individuals, understanding their plight, and helping them just how they need. This same divine empathy was extended to our friend Thomas. Jesus could have just ascended into heaven He told the disciples what they were supposed to do, and he had fulfilled his earthly mission. Yet he came back for Thomas. He knew that Thomas needed him in this very specific way, to feel his wounds from this sudden, gruesome, and violent death that had turned Thomas's world upside down. He knew that Thomas needed closure, to experience vulnerable love and connection with him one last time. What's beautiful about this story is that Jesus came back for Thomas as an act of love and empathy. Among the last of Jesus's earthly missions, he re-emphasized and exemplified his whole goal to show his divine, radical, life-giving love to everyone. A way that Jesus provides this divine empathy towards Thomas is giving him this individualized love exactly what he needed at that moment. Thomas did not need a hug or a pep talk or even an in-depth conversation. What Thomas needed was to see for himself that Jesus was alive. He needed to physically see Jesus' wounds, for him to declare, my Lord and my God, or in my words, it really is you. Throughout Holy Week, we get glimpses of Jesus coming to individuals, Um, as his act of divine empathy. On Good Friday, as he's on the cross dying, he makes sure that his mother is taken care of by John, an act of selfless love, exactly what he knew Mary would need after he was gone. On Easter, Jesus appears to Mary Magdalene, and only when he calls her name does she recognize him. Then he fills her with love and care that she needs at that moment, advice. He advises her that she needs to go to the disciples. He isn't going anywhere just yet. And then on the first Sunday of Easter, Jesus appears to Thomas in order that he might find this closure and be able to live into the call to action that Jesus gave his disciples. All acts of Jesus's divine love for the individual. Just like Jesus came to these individuals in just the way they needed, so too does Jesus come to us. He calls us each by our name, and he knows exactly what we need. He meets us exactly where we are, an act of grace. We can extend this grace to others, coming to them where they are and loving them as radically and wholly as Jesus did. During this present collective moment of, what now we are experiencing in the midst of a global pandemic and seemingly endless acts of racial violence and hatred. It is a comfort to know that Jesus meets us where we are as individuals and leads us to our next right step as a community. Answering our what now with go out into the world with his divine empathy and peace. The act of divine empathy or individualized love that Jesus gave me on that first day of college was the fact that the very random dorm building I picked, which was not my first choice, was right next to an Episcopal church. He answered my what now with a similar call that he gave to the disciples and to Thomas. Go out into the world in peace. Amen.